You're listening to The Community Pulse, a podcast about developer relations, community management, and all things tech advocacy. Let's see what our hosts are chatting about this episode. Hey, everybody. 2021 has been a year of ups and downs in the world of DevRel and community work. From the shifting quicksand of events returning, then not returning, then virtual returning, then maybe they're in person, then maybe they're not, to the massive opening of job racks for positions under the DevRel umbrella, it's been a wild ride. Uh, we've also, here at Community Pulse, we've tried a few new things, both on the podcast and personally in our lives. And this episode, we will cover some of our perspectives on the year that was 2021. So in order to get started, I would like to welcome all of the hosts of Community Pulse, SJ, Mary, Wesley, Jason, and myself together for the first time since our 2020 wrap-up episode. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hey. Good to be back. It's it's been a long time, and I have missed all of you tremendously. So a lot of love in this room right now. I know. In this non- this virtual this, room. This virtual room. <laughs> it's rare to even have us all together just on a normal call, which we try to do every week. So yeah, it's really great to see everybody. Well, I, I will add to that that observation, Jay, something that I don't know. I, I've been able to go out and do stuff in the community. And one of the most interesting questions I always get or statements that I have to make is uh, people don't know that a lot of us, like there's five of us, and not all of us have met each other in real life before. Uh, you know, I've met <laughs> Jason and Mary uh sj and i live in the same state but we've never actually physically met i've never met wesley in real life like mm-hmm. we put this whole thing together remotely and i think it's like an interesting aspect of what it is we do but i think in some ways like it, it, it kind of makes us miss each other more when we don't get to see each other and do episodes during the year it's true i've met oh, wesley my. but he doesn't remember <laughs> <laughs> well but i think that's I pre- especially true like we've had you know fridays are our we have an hour on the calendar every friday and so there's months where we go with like, cool, every Friday we see each other once a week. And then when we have a couple months where it's been either things keep getting canceled or moved around or people are busy and we can't meet or we're sick and can't meet or whatever, like it's, it's sad. And there's a lot of times when we kind of go, wait, it's, it's been a very long time when I miss all of you. So it's nice, nice to yeah. see all of your faces. Yeah, I know I'm an extrovert. So like, it's, yeah. it's really hard for me. So to, to not be able to talk to, especially the people that I haven't met, especially SJ, I miss you a lot too. Uh, yeah, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's going to be our thing. Um, okay. so, so it's, 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 it makes it so like my connection to everyone is basically through the screen. Uh, and so it's, it hurts. I got to say it's true. It hurts that I, I don't get to see you or I don't get to spend my Friday because it's the thing I look forward to at the end of the week to say, this is my little recharge. This is my little uh, beachhead of the week of that. It doesn't move. And this is the place where I get to see my friends. Right. I, I always, I always, sorry, yeah. go ahead, SJ. I was just going to say like in 2020, there were sometimes some musings where we would talk about potentially getting together there was a few ideas on the table. I think we were even talking about doing a live podcast once or twice in person. And then COVID hit, and that was just really not a thing. This year, that never even came up for obvious reasons. We were just pandemic deep all year long. Um, so I wonder if 2022 might be the year where we actually do do 
uh, I get a, an in-person gathering and can we feel safe can enough we, to hug. Can we paint a flag in the sand? I hope so. Can we yeah. say this is it? 2022, before the end of 2022, there will be a live recording of Community Pulse at some event. We will make sure that everyone gets a chance to get there, that everyone yeah. can get in questions. 2022, all five hosts on stage, live recorded for the first time ever. I promise this to you. If you vote for me, PJ, as <laughs> I don't know what I'm, I'm Canadian. I can't community vote. Community PulseCon. There we go. I, I will throw Community PulseCon. I'm down with that. I think we can say we will do our best and, and yes. see what happens. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to take a second to kind of do a, a little bit of a personal recap for each of us, because I know we we get to ask questions during each episode, but we often don't spend time talking about how each of us is doing. We've kind of alluded to this year was really busy and there was a lot going on, um, but we wanted to take a minute to kind of just catch everybody up on, on what's happening. Um, does anyone want to volunteer to go first? Wesley, go for it. <laughs> I've changed jobs uh, and that has been really hectic. Um, one, like looking for a job in between those two. And then and then um, once I got this new position, uh, I'm head of community at Single Store, uh, ramping up in that role, like just getting started, getting hitting the ground running. That's been taking a lot out of me. Um, but uh, what else has gone on? This? I did my first keynote this year. Uh, it was in person. Woo-hoo! It was it, it was yeah. pretty awesome. It was at that conference. Uh, uh, it was best name for a conference ever. Yes, it's like who's on first, uh, but for a conference, uh, and that was really really big for me because uh, being back on the stage after the pandemic and then having the big stage. Uh, was also really nerve-wracking. Uh, I've never done a key- keynote before, and uh, if <laughs> even looking back, it doesn't feel real. Like I, I watch the video, and don't, I I don't think that's me talking. Um, but that's pretty much been like the big chunk of what I've been dealing with was uh, get, doing some in-person events, doing this new job, getting in my handle of this is my first head of position. Um, and also quasi, I'm Devra lead uh, as well. So I'm helping with directing our, our engagement, uh, not just in community, but um, as the advocates are out there in the world and creating their content. So uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. That's this podcast and um, this new role has been one of the the highlights of my year, um, but also it's it takes up um, it's a delicate balance of time that I, I thoroughly enjoy. Excellent. Well, congratulations on the keynote too. That is super exciting. Um, just note for for the for the year. So, congrats. Uh, I can I can share a few things that I've been up to. It's definitely been a, a, a you know another year of change and just adjusting. I think in terms of uh, what I do, I came from you know before the pandemic, a ton of travel ton of FaceTime, ton of conferences, and I still have yet to be on a plane for work. Uh, I don't, I still don't travel, do anything like that. That's just not something Microsoft's going to be doing um, like they used to. Uh, There's a lot of uh, good arguments for hybrid events in terms of inclusivity and and just um, quality and costs. And, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to not see the benefits of trying to be 
able to rethink what events look like. And I've been on a team that's been uh, really focused on that and trying to solve for that for, for Microsoft's DevRel uh, org. And it's been, it's been challenging uh, trying to figure out, you know, new medium, new, new, co- new forms of content, new, new ways of like really connecting with the, the communities that you're used to working with and not rely on travel as much. Um, but it's been fun. So, uh, and, and that whole experience for me has led me to a lot less FaceTime, a lot of less like on-screen projects and a lot more of putting on like my, my product owner slash, uh, developer hat and like creating some, some backend stuff that now a lot of people are relying on to deliver some of that content and put together some of those events. So, I've kind of done another little job change, I feel like, without my title ever really changing and, and have switched gears from, from so much external facing community work like I used to. And now it's really like enabling my, my entire DevRel org, which is, um, yeah, kind of exciting work, but definitely feels different than what I used to be doing. Uh, speaking of travel, I know, Paige, you've been, you've been already on planes and around the world. What have you been up to? I, I, I have. Um, you know, Wesley beat me. Beat me to the punch because that conference was a couple weeks. I think it was maybe even a month before I actually got on a plane. But I, I definitely can speak to this the same feeling of when I took the stage for the first time. And it wasn't even a keynote. It was about 20 people in a room. Uh, I was I was almost overcome with emotion, which for those of you who know me, that doesn't happen. Um, but it was just so great to see people excited and willing to, to do that. And I mean, it, for me, it's been an interesting year. Um, I'm still, you know, helping to run DevRelate. Uh, I've also been made head of DevRel uh, at at Mattermost, which is a lot of fun. It's a great group of people. Uh, but I mean, the one nice thing about not having the travel, because I didn't really start traveling until a couple months ago. Um, and then I, of course, in classic PJ fashion, jammed it all in as quickly as possible um, because I was afraid they were going to, it's like, you know, when when you give a kid who's who's been, you know, super hungry, you give them a sandwich, they eat that sandwich really fast. Like that's kind of like, like how I was, how I was feeling. I didn't want to miss it again, but the, the positive side of, you know, virtual events being a less, less time consuming, having a little bit, you know, more on my plate, but the ability to actually do more thought work was having the opportunity to kind of look at some of the things in DevRel and kind of, you know, realize like, where could things improve? Like I've been doing this job a long time. It's been almost 12 years and it's changed a lot, but at the same time, not every change is for the good. So I started looking at things. And for those people who saw, you know, my talk last week at DevRelCon, um, you'll see that like I kind of touched on the fact that like there's some things that we could really fix. This isn't all, you know, happy-go-lucky stuff. And I feel like we touched upon that a lot on this podcast. Um, I like the fact that we don't focus on like everything's great and everyone's great. The world is fine. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be good. We try to take a more realistic look. And I, I was glad that I had the opportunity over the course of this year to actually sit back and say, hey, like, here are some things that are really messed up about this job that we do. Um, what can I do to what, what in my position, what with the role that I have and the years of experience, what can I do? How can I use my privilege to, to make it better for other people? Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I, I'm not going to say that I have an answer to it. And I'm not going to say that even if I did, that's an answer that other people could use. But I was just glad that in 2021, I had the time to actually take a sit back and take a look for a little bit. So just being on the run all the time. SJ, what was your 2021 like? Yeah, um, it's been a big year of change for myself as well. 
I also started a new job. Um, I started at MailChimp in January, so right at the beginning of the year. And I planned a, a move to New York City at the same time, something I've always wanted to do. So that's really been exciting. Um, but I've brought in, been brought into a company that has dabbled in some organic DevRel, I guess. We can all sort of recognize that at companies where DevRel is a newer function um, and there hasn't been real strategy around it. You know, there are plenty of engineers that you know, are the ones who are keen to give talks and, and get out to the community. Um, but MailChimp is, uh, was a surprise to me. It was a company that um, didn't have strategic uh, plans happening around DevRel. So it's been a year of, of navigating that as a team of one, uh, building out the foundations for the program. And it's interesting, like, I feel like in lots of ways, the fact that we were kind of a little more heads down as a, I guess, as a discipline and not traveling as much was an opportunity for me to be able to really focus on those foundations, um, really, you know, planning out our community building strategy, understanding what our content, content strategy is, and a lot of stuff that's just really kind of that less glamorous work that doesn't have a lot of eyeballs on it, but is really, really important as we get ready for kind of a more forward-facing launch of what we've been doing with our developer program. So that's been a really cool opportunity uh, to be able to, you know, build and grow a function within a company. Uh, I feel like I've learned so, so much and I've been able to turn to uh, a lot of the guests on this podcast to, to help kind of educate me along the way, which has been fantastic. Um, what's interesting too is that similar to this group, I have never met any of my team members in person at MailChimp yet either. And so there's a lot of us kind of floating around with all of these kind of what feel like Zoom and online relationships. That, But I think that when we do get a chance to bring it all together, we'll probably very quickly feel like there's not as much as a gap of a gap between us as we think with you know all these online relationships versus in person, but we'll just have a chance to give each other hugs now. So I'm looking forward to, to 2022 full of hugs and more education and, and growing with, with all y'all. So Mary, I'd love to hear about you. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been a good year. Um, I say that with a question mark only because it's been a very busy year. <laughs> um, and I just, I think it's been, I've, I've told a number of people this lately that like, I'm look, I feel like I'm looking around trying to figure out how we're already at the end of 2021. Um, I was in a strategy session with my team a couple weeks ago and definitely when referring to 2022 said 2002 instead. And that felt right, which is not a good thing. <laughs> there's a, there's a whole thing to unpack there, Mary. Whole thing I, I'm unpack. sure there is. I'm sure there is, but it just, it feels like the year has gone by so quickly and there's things about that that have been nice that, you know, it's, we haven't had to wait for a lot of the things we've been looking forward to if there's stuff you're looking forward to, but also it's, it's felt very rushed um, and very busy in the sense of, I, I wish I had had a little more time to kind of breathe and take a step back and, and take it all in. Um, it's been an, a phenomenal year for me with uh, professionally. I'm still at Komunda. It's been two years now. Uh, which is fantastic. The team has grown significantly this year. Um, and we just, we have such a solid, solid team. And I feel so lucky to be a part of an awesome team that's doing some really cool things. So I'm definitely looking forward to next year with that. Um, I've done a little bit of travel, but the travel that I've done has felt very significant to me. Um, my first time on a plane in a year and a half was a flight to Germany, which was 
anxiety inducing. <laughs> um, and it was for company stuff. We had our, our uh, Comundicon user event um, in September and staff was on site. All the attendees were, were online, but staff was on site, which was awesome to do um, and really fun to be back on a stage again. Although I think I've shared with a few of you, it, it was a weird experience to be back on a stage and yet having to look into a camera instead of being able to look at the people in the room. So I definitely had a couple moments where the the poor camera person, when there were other people wandering through the room or stopping to listen to, to what I was moderating on stage, who would like get my attention, point to the top of their head really fast, wave me down to kind of be like, remember, you're, you're talking to the camera, not to the people in the room. Um, so that was definitely an interesting experience, but it was fun to get to meet some of my team in person um, and then I, we sponsored, uh, all things open in October. So that was a great opportunity to see a handful of people in person. Um, I got to see PJ there, which was awesome. Um, and it just, it felt in, in all of those circumstances felt like they handled, um, COVID regulations and, and the safety of the people involved in a really, really good way. Um, we had a lot of conversations leading up to that event. I, you know, told my team, multiple times over, if you're not comfortable being here, even if it means you wake up the morning of in Raleigh and you're not comfortable working the booth, like, let me know, we'll figure something out. And just, I think there's been a lot of that, um, giving people permission to put their needs first um, and to recognize when when they need to be taken care of themselves. Um, and it's something that I've been very conscious of as a manager this year that, you know, I, I don't wanna be putting my team in, any situations that they feel uncomfortable with. And so everything is very strictly opt in. Um, and even once someone has opted in, they can choose to opt out, which is great. Um, but yeah, so it's been, it's been a lot of different things. I was, uh, the last thing I'll mention, I was reading through a, a bookmark that I have on my browser the other day again, um, about this word Sonder, S-O-N-D-E-R. And I felt like that kind of encapsulated a lot of things uh, for 2021 in particular for me on a, on a personal side. Um, the definition of it is uh, basically realizing that the, the moment when you realize that everyone around you has an internal life as rich and conflicted as yours. And that it's this idea of just, you know, I'll, we'll put a link in the show notes, but there's an article that Seth, uh, Seth Godin put up a while back. Uh, very much pre-COVID, uh, but it's very fitting that, you know, there's Everyone thinks they have, that they are right, that they've suffered affronts and disrespect at the hands of others. Everyone's afraid. Everyone also realizes in certain ways that they're lucky. Everyone has an impulse to make things better. Everyone wants things that maybe they can't possibly have, right? All of these things that it's just uh, kind of taking a step back and having to take a step back and, and realize which, which relationships are uh, ones that I'm willing to continue with and which ones aren't, which is difficult with some friendships and family members that I've known my entire life. Um, and I know a lot of people have been, have been dealing with that. So that's kind of the personal side for me has been a rough year as far as making some of those decisions and figuring out those boundaries. I feel like there's a common thread, all of us, you know, have had like just a lot of change and a lot of adjusting and demonstrating our own, um, you know, flexibility and resilience. And some of it's been good. Some of it's been, just different, maybe not bad, but uh, it's all new. Um, and, and there's been some, definitely some some changes that we've made over just in the format of our show that um, I, I kind of wanted to take a second to 
point out, uh, we, as of, I think probably today or in the next few days, we'll do a, um, a push of our brand new website, which is exciting. It's going to be, uh, something that's going to be a little easier for us to maintain and then put, uh, put content out a little quicker and easier. Um, we all come from a developer background and of course we over-engineered our deployment pipeline for our website. Um, so, uh, what's new there, but, uh, we finally figured it out and trying to make this so that we can just focus on, uh, connecting with you all and, uh, you know, getting out the information rather than spending so much time in the weeds with, uh, what it takes to just put a, a blog post out. So, Really excited about the new website. We've also been touring around with this tool that we're streaming in currently. Uh, I shouldn't say streaming, we're just recording, but we've streamed a little bit through it before, um, which has been fun to experiment with and fun to get some other connections. There was a few times where we were having some, some live conversations with our guests over on YouTube, which was, uh, it was pretty fun to actually do accidentally, I think. And then you're like, oh, well, this is kind of neat. So, um, <laughs> Uh, using StreamYard has been like a, a nice, you know, getting a, a nice new toy to play with. Uh, with I, I like that it's kind of, you kind of made it sound just like we're accidental geniuses. Like we <laughs> are amazing at what we do, but sometimes it's not even our intent Failing to be amazing. It just kind of happens. Yeah. Failing up. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, um, but that's been fun. We also uh, experimented with the format of the show a little bit here and there. Um particularly the one we did with uh, a bunch of folks in the DevRel around the world. Uh, that was kind of a, a different format that we experimented with a little bit. And PJ, do you want to maybe just share what the details of that what that experiment was? Yeah, I, I think that uh, the, the idea behind the episode was we wanted to try to do something a little bit different because we knew that we would be collecting audio from the guests. We wouldn't be speaking to them live. So we kind of pieced it together like an NPR, uh, like an NPR piece where each of each of us, you know, myself, Jason, Wesley, SJ, Mary, we would sit down and we would do the breaks in between. We record those individually. So it was the first time we'd ever done an episode where at least some of us weren't together in the same room, so to speak, having a discussion about it. And I think that it was it was I think people really responded well to it. Um, I don't know how often we do it. It was extremely, you know, editing intensive. But it was at the same time, it was a lot of fun because it gave us the opportunity to have so many people on the show and so many people involved in sharing their stories. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, one of those kind of out of the blue, middle of the night ideas that, that I brought to, to, to all y'all and we all thought it was fun. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that we wound up doing that because as we were talking through like, hey, we want to do an episode on this, we started thinking through time zones and people and who are we going to involve and how are we going to do this? And so we made it very crowdsourced. Um, and I know Wesley will mention this later, but we part of the reason we know that you all enjoyed it was because it was one of our top episodes of the year. But because of the various time zones and the various people and the coordinated schedules and everything else, we we had to do it in a like, hi, send in your recording, do it in this way, please. And then we will edit it all together. But it was a cool, cool experiment. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, that my favorite part was that we got so many, uh, it's always nice to get guests on, but we've, what we've realized, and one reason why we don't always get together at the same time is when we get so many of us here, plus a bunch of guests, it's just a lot of cooks in the kitchen and we only have so much time. I mean, we're already, you know, today uh, trying to, trying to get through everything we wanted to talk about. So, um, but th that was my favorite one by, by far was the one from around the world. And then uh, another thing that I find 
fun that we have been doing. Um, still, you know, it's, we've been doing it for a while now, but it's uh, it's something that we don't do every time. But it's our after pulse episodes, which are just bonus content that we put out, um, and it's really just us doing uh, another call with just the get, just the hosts without the guests to just sort of talk about what we just talked about. Uh, so it's the after party type of thing. And it um, has, uh, has always been real uh, more, I felt candid, or a place for me to be more candid about the conversation because one, we're, you know, we want to make sure we hear from, from our guests mostly on these episodes, but then when we can sort of talk about it ourselves and unpack what we just discussed, I think that's super fun in terms of, of just providing additional thoughts on the topic out there. So I hope that we can do some more of those after polls. What's, what's anybody else's thoughts? Um, I, I've, I've always been a huge fan of the after poll. Like I love the episode. I love the guests, but I always feel like the after polls, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Jay. It's like an opportunity for us to like really delve in deeper because we can only get to so far with the guests. We don't want to overstrain our listeners. Like everybody who's out there, we don't want them to be like, my God, this is so dense. This is so difficult. And the main episode is really about the guests. Are we, you know, we, we bring up our own opinions, but we try to keep them uh, readers digest small so that we can keep the episode flowing. And the after is a really great episode to like expand on that. Um, so, I mean, like, I think we get good feed. I think people like it. So I've, I've always been a huge fan. People do love the after post. It's, it's usually one of our most popular episodes um, over the, but um, this year I think is a rare one because our top three episodes aren't any after folks, after pulses, but actually they they are all clustered together. So like we were doing the hits like episode after episode for a bit. So uh, I want to talk about those episodes. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't uh, listened to our whole back catalog, these, this is a good place to start. If you want to get some of the good content from the show and subscribe if you haven't already done that already to the podcast. But um, let's start with number three. And it's been brought up already. And it's the DevRel Around the World, which is one of our, our new one-off format that we did that we talked about that is serial NPR style, which I kind of really love doing. Um, what, it was one of the episodes where we all listened to our own voices <laughs> during the editing process, uh, which was which is different uh, and because we did it all asynchronously. Uh, I think PJ, you helped edit the audio and you said something like, you all changed your tone. <laughs> there was an interesting, yeah, everyone, everyone went from like kind of the casual conversational to, so for the next guest, we're going to have blah, 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 blah. Like it became very radio specific. It was, it was awesome. Yes. It's my favorite part of that. We all listening to a lot of NPR around that time. <laughs> so that was really fun to do. Um, and uh, if you're if you are interested in developer relations, but you want to get it from a very holistic, geographically diverse perspective, I think that episode is definitely a really good place to start. Uh, to to be able to to cycle through your own brain of by default, this makes sense, this makes sense, and this makes sense. But then if you put yourself in another environment, another perspective, then maybe it doesn't make sense. And you have to think about that holistic approach when, when you're thinking about content and where it's going to end up on what side of the continent or world, depending on where you are. Uh, number two, um, book before that episode, DevRel Around the World, uh, that one was episode 59. Um, the next one on the list 
number two on our top 40, but three actually, uh, is DevRel content channels. That's episode 57. Uh, that was also a really fun one. We had some some guests on that show that were extremely popular, uh, Cassidy or Cassidy and J Joe Joe K uh, Joe Carlson. Uh, I'm lucky enough to work with Joe, so I'm a little partial to this one as well. Um, but in DevRel, we we are moved into the digital verse, not just with Twitter, not just with blog posts, but with uh, podcasts, of course, like this one, uh, and there's live streaming, Twitch, and then there's also TikTok, which is becoming really big in the development community of people trying to distill some of these really complex ideas into like these small, short little sound, sound and video bites and make it really entertaining at the same time, which is a skill that uh, makes me really excited for DevRel and where it's going in the future. So um, that's number two on the top three list. And I recommend that one as well. I guess they're all good. You all have actually recommended. Mary? Absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say, I learned a lot from that one uh, because I feel like I have avoided TikTok and <laughs> a lot of the newer things. <laughs> um, not in a like, I'm too old for that, but just that I have too many other things to keep track of. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so it was really cool to hear from, from some different perspectives that I hadn't explored um, and that my team has explored a little bit, but we haven't spent a lot of time on. So that was an, an awesome one to get an idea of what's what's new, what's coming. Yeah, especially with TikTok, the numbers climb so fast. Uh, it's it's almost if you if you get a quote unquote hit piece, uh, you can get astronomical numbers, which uh, we all know numbers is not the whole story, but still it's just uh, really fascinating to watch and to it, understand. It still points to that there's a lot more like ways to get exposure of ideas out there and, and share things and you can be funny or you can be smart or whatever. And TikTok is, it seems to be like a good place for that, those content creators. Yeah. What's going to be the next big thing. I mean, metaverse, who knows? So we, we need to see uh, what 2022. Yeah, it, Wesley, <laughs> like you had to, you just you couldn't resist. I literally could you? wrote it down. I was like, yes. It doesn't say metaverse. But. <laughs> Bingo. Mark your cards. Uh, <laughs> But our number one drum roll, the, the drum roll, please. The number one episode of 2021. Okay, don't do not do that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's going to mess up the audio. Uh, is episode 58 uh, with online community platforms, which, of course, this is Community Pulse. So, yes, that's going to make number one. Uh, should you buy? Should you build? Should you borrow your next platform? Like, how do you get? people to come see you? How do you get them to gather? Or do you go to them? These are some of the tough, hard questions that everyone deals with. So if if you really want to know more about this content, dial into episode 58. I highly recommend it uh, as the, your peers who else who are listening to this show. So uh, those are our top three. It's been a really great year. We had some really great guests. Thank you to everyone who participated and uh, made this a reality. Yeah, I have to say, it didn't hurt that our number one episode had uh, John O'Bacon and uh, Noel Flowers as the guests. Um, two folks that, you know, certainly John has been around um, teaching us all kinds of things for a long time about community. He was one of the first people that I was sort of turned to when I was learning about this whole industry. Um, and Noel has been a rising star over at Comsor. Um, so it's been awesome to see 
it was awesome to have the two of them together and their banter was really good and, too. And he he was fun fact for community polls, he was our very first guest. Wow, what very nice. comes around, isn't that, isn't that yeah? Sad? So it was fun to have and, and for those there. for those keeping track, this year did mark the fifth year fifth year anniversary oh, of yeah. the community pulse. We should yeah. probably mention that. True, it's true. I got a gorgeous bouquet of flowers from Jason, which was so fun. So thank you Aww. for that. It's been a cool, cool partnership over the years. But yeah, it's wild to think that it's been five years. And Jono wrote the opening to your book. He did. He, he did. He did. It's true. Did Mary book. write a book? <laughs> she did, I think. What was it? What and was it called? What's the name of that book? <laughs> Sorry, SJ. Carry on. Sorry, I was just I was just trying to like literally pull out my copy, which is under a precarious pile of books, and I don't want to do a Jenga situation. But yes, I think we all have Mary's book not far from where we are. Yes. The business value of developer relations. No, we're not. We're not doing shoutouts for our products. Oh yes, we are. Even uh, in hard All copy. good. All good. Um, I go. I guess this goes to show. You know, all of these circles pointing back to each other. You know, we're a growing industry. We're a growing discipline, but we're still a small discipline. You know, we we still have a ways to go. Um, and uh, it's cool that we can kind of lean on each other. Um, so I just want to kind of start to head us um, into a wrap up for this episode. Um, I know that we all kind of had uh, some favorite episodes for the year. I think we talked about some of our more popular ones, um, but I I, didn't, I wanted to see if there was any other episodes that any folks kind of like had some thoughts about or any any sort of uh, takeaways for either our more most popular episodes or any of the other episodes that uh, we did this year. Jason, go for it. Yeah, I think the one that stands out the most to me was uh, this the DevRel salary survey results. Mm -hmm. Like that's the one I think um, uh, it's it, we do this every year where we work together with a bunch of people that are in DevRel and and uh, we try to like answer some of the harder questions, some of the questions that people are just afraid to ask. And salary is always one of them. And so I think it's really cool to see uh, the, you know, the openness and the transparency about what's going on in our industry so that we can all, uh, you know, learn and grow together and, and, and help one another when it comes to this, 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 uh, you know, career path. But there's been a lot of change in DevRel. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of coworkers leave uh, my team and move on to bigger and better things just, or just move on to other things, you know, and just like uh, seeing all that stuff. And I think, uh, you know, there's no getting around the compensation conversations. And I think uh, it's, it was a really great resource to, um, to be a part of putting out there for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. DevRel, it feels like a seekers market these days. And um, this has been the timing of not only that tool coming out, I think we had some sort, sort of more ad hoc conversations around expectations for salary in years prior, but this is the first sort of really you know, a lot of data science actually went into it and some real analysis that I felt pulled some powerful insights that we haven't been able to sort of um, approach from that scientific lens before. So that, that's been really exciting. Anyone else? Uh, okay, everybody, everybody was, at the same time. <laughs> uh, I, I second everything that was said about the salary survey. I'm so excited about that one. Um, the other one that actually caught me a little bit off guard and I really wound up enjoying the conversation was the virtual events and ROI. Um, I know personally for, for my experience in this past year and a half, virtual events have not been effective in any way whatsoever. And so we've generally at Comunda written them off as like, we aren't, we aren't doing virtual events anymore. It's not worth our time. It's not worth our energy uh, as far as sponsoring events. 
Um, we're still throwing virtual events and, and bringing people together, but it was a fascinating conversation to realize that that seems to be very dependent on what area of the tech industry you're in, um, or how, how much brand awareness people already have for the name of your company. And so to hear from some folks that like things are going pretty well and, and some conferences have been really great for us was, was an interesting revelation for me and also helped me understand a little bit more about why they haven't been going well for my team. And I'm still not going to do virtual, virtual sponsorships in this next year, but it's, it's far more of the, because we don't have brand recognition and because people aren't aware of us and don't know who we are, they don't stop by our booth. There's not a, a specific reason to bring them by. Um, whereas, you know, it's, it's, in-person events have been great because people are curious about what we do and stop by and chat with us because they're attracted by the, the brand or the colors or the diagrams or things like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if anything, I've also felt that we really cannot replace in-person when it comes to that connection um, for conferences and things like that. Um, I'll put out the call for one more favorite episode and then we'll, we'll move on to uh, our further wrap up. I, I Mine is kind of like, the bookend of Jason's, it felt to me that this was a prescient episode, which is hiring, recruiting in the modern era, which is episode number 56. Because we, I think that we were seeing the, you know, the grand resignation or whatever you want to call it, like, and those were some of the, the signs. As soon as this, the year started, people were starting like, I'm on the market, or I'm looking, or I'm just quitting. And so hearing from recruiters about what the market looks like, I thought was like, I think we were just on the ball on that one. And so I'm patting our collective backs on that one. I think that was a really, really good episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's also been really cool just to thematically tie that one together to the fact that we're seeing so much more demand in DevRel. I feel like that's also a consequence of um, not only this desire for folks to find uh, you know, more satisfying jobs and more and different life paths, but also um, the fact that we've sort of broadened the definition of what's possible in DevRel within the pandemic. And so there's more opportunity and more sort of areas of focus that folks can can do. And therefore, we're broadening the scope of who can do it. Um, so thank you to my fellow hosts for that great feedback. Um, what I'd love to do now is um, put the call out to our audience. Um, we would love your feedback. We'd love to hear from you about your favorite episodes this year. Um, we'd love to know, you know, when we get our new website out, which I think will be very soon, possibly after this, by the time this, um, by the time this uh, airs, uh, we'll have a brand new Community Pulse website to wrap up the year. And we wanted to give also a huge shout out to Sarah Allen, who's been a big helper on making that happen. She's basically taken everything that exists today on communitypulse.io and ported it over to our shiny new website, which is no small feat. Um, if you have any feedback about any of those things, hit us up on Twitter at community underscore pulse or hit us up by email at info at communitypulse.io. And of course, I wanted to just uh, let our audience know that we do have sponsorships available. We don't do them for every episode, but we are definitely open to talking about them if there's a great fit. And when you're listening to podcast, this podcast on your uh, podcast listening tool of, of your choice, do feel free to leave your review and let us know what you think because this is what keeps us going. Um, and so without further ado, in, in uh, Community Pulse tradition, I'm gonna hand it over to PJ to wrap us up with a quote. Thank, thank you, SJ. And thank you, Wesley and Mary and Jason, everything. This has been fantastic. I love when the five of us can get together and hop on the microphone and talk about the things that we love, even when the things that we love are the things that we've been doing 
together all year, but it's good to have this kind of end of year cap and I'm glad we got a chance to do it. So as many people know, I usually finish off with a hip hop quote, but I'm going to change it up. Uh, SJ inspired me when she decided to go off script when I wasn't on an episode earlier this year and go with the Spice Girls. She didn't inspire me that much, but enough. Um, so I'd like to switch it up a little bit and go with someone from uh, from more of the punk rock field. So this is a quote from Joe Strummer, and I think it, it speaks to a lot of what we do in DevRel. The way you get a better world is you don't put up with substandard anything. So with that, I hope you had a great 2021. We hope you're going to have a great 2022. And we will see you next year on the Community Pulse. This has been Community Pulse. Learn more at communitypulse.io and on Twitter at community underscore pulse. Your hosts are Mary Thangball, Mary underscore Grace on Twitter, Jason Hand, Jason Hand on Twitter, PJ Haggerty, Asplenic on Twitter, SJ Morris, Sarah Jane Morris on Twitter, and Wesley Faulkner, Wesley83 on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.